Welcome to Paradigms on WBKM.org. This is episode number 52, Sunday, June 20th, 2010. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day, so satisfied I'm on my way. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day, so satisfied I'm on my way. She hasn't got time to make you wise. 
Good evening. Welcome to Paradigms. My name is Baruch, and I'm here with you every Sunday night offering Paradigms, which is a show that focuses on visions of a viable future for life on Earth, including humans. We speak with all kinds of people who are inspired, who are inspiring, and bring them to you. We just heard a song called I've Seen All Good People from the band Yes, from the Yes album. Our guest tonight is John Anderson, one of the founding members of the band Yes. John also has had a very successful solo career, and, well, you'll hear in the interview what kind of a person he is. He's quite wonderful and rather magical, actually. Now we're going to listen to the first part of my conversation with John, and then we'll be back with music. You're listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. It's a hectic morning. Well, I appreciate you calling. Okay, dokey. What are you doing these days? Well, I'm a million things. Musically, about five years ago, I started working with people on the internet. So I have a dozen people that I work with on a weekly basis on music from beautiful songs to world music to violin concerto to symphonic to opera and so on. Fantastic. There's always this mythic quality to your music when I listen, and I'm sort of curious. Yeah. I'm I'm curious about like where is that? I mean, for all of us, that just comes through us. What's that like for you? Where are you drawing from these days? I think more than ever because I nearly died uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I actually nearly died three times. So once drowning, once uh, with my asthma attack, and then once with some very dangerous uh, problems with pancreatitis. So it was like a year of realizing that, uh, you know, we're here for a certain length of time and we have to do as much good work as we can. And my whole life has always been in search of truth on many levels about nature, about music, about the business, you know, because it's just like, I don't want to be catch-up. You know, I don't want to be in just making money. I want to create music that means something to me. And, of course, when you're in the search for the truth, you start to resound with the divine. It's a natural thing. Yes. There's the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing. It seems like three near deaths, it's a shamanic experience. Yeah, it was, um, it was right on my uh, seventh uh, cycle, my ninth seventh cycle, nine seven was 63. So it was that sort of momentous year yes. to go through that experience. So I came out the other end the more sort of energized and more committed to finishing a lot of creative work that I've been evolving over the years, you know? I'm imagining that you had to let go of a whole lot through those three experiences, that there was a... Well, you let go of the people that you worked with for years. You realize who your friends are when you're sick. It's an old thing. Yeah. And you, and you realize there's no point in continuing 
of a, a path that certain people that just go around in circles and not moving forward. So now, last week I was working with the Cleveland Youth Orchestra, and we did, we did a concert there, and it was just wonderful with the orchestra and chorus, and uh, 160 young people. It was just unbelievable. And uh, in two weeks, I'll be in Long Island with uh, 10 young teenagers that are very talented musicians. I'm creating an album with them. So I think it was a sort of definite paradigm for me to work with youth and young people because I find them open and very uh, excited. Yes, and at this point in our lives, it seems like if we're not doing something for them, what are we doing? Yeah, I think we're learning that clear knowledge that we, we know about things now. Uh, up until maybe the Internet, we were sort of in the dark about what was going on until about two or three months later or a month later. Now we know exactly what's going on every day of every second of every minute. And so we are the people that know so we are the people that really have to change our perception of what we're doing here and why we live, you know? And like you say, our reason for living is to find the divine in everything and to find the divine, especially in the children's understanding of who we adults are really, what are we doing, you know? Like the, the day of the elder is back, you know, the day of looking to the older people with good questions, you know. So there, like the indigenous people say, we are the caretakers of this earth, and we are the gardeners of the earth. And in fact, dust to dust, we are the earth. So if we screw up the earth, we're screwing up ourselves. You know, you just said something so, you said about three things that I want to just remark on. The first was that instantaneous access to the information has a responsibility that goes with it to respond. Yeah, because uh, a lady said this. I think she wrote the book, A Course of Miracles. Mm -hmm. She said, what will the generations to come look back at us and say, hey, they knew and they didn't do anything. <laughs> yep. exactly. We don't want to be looked upon about the generation that knew and didn't do anything. So we are the generation that know and we must. Change, we must. And then the other thing, that, that we are not separate from the earth. We are made of the earth. We are the earth. True. And it's taken me, you know, forever to try and put this in a words that are really that connect to me. Because, you know, um, way back I was writing songs about saving the whale and, and being more conscientious about the beauty of earth and the beauty of life and love and understanding. And at the time, you know, it was very sort of opposite to rock and roll. But it was what I wanted to sing about. I didn't feel any pressure to to sing about sex and drugs and rock and roll because there's other people doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can just sing what I want to sing about. And some of it was sort of very surreal lyrics. But, you know, sometimes I look back at those lyrics and I see them as real beautiful uh, poetry. And very, to me, very, very satisfying that I actually created with the help of a higher level of thinking, consciousness, you know, like it wasn't me creating everything. I was just a good conduit, you know. So I'm still there, you know, still creating. I've listened to your music for a long time. I'm 
50. So I grew up listening to Yes. And in retrospect, and as I look, apply the things I've learned to the way I see the world now, there's always felt to me like there was sort of an underneath telepathic thing going on in your music. You were bringing something else that was under just the words. I mean, everyone has what they're saying, but there was some, it's very clear somehow. Right. So a very, a lot of metaphors going on. But, you know, in, you, you dressed it up in very interesting music rather than, oh, straightforward music. You know, you have to dress like, like a present. You've got to put some nice wrapping around it, you know? And it might be a simple present, but if you do the wrapping nicely and it's a beautiful presentation, people will love the present, and it might just be a pair of shoes or whatever. It's a question of how you dress up the message. Yes, yes. And in some ways, my writing was always what it is still. It hasn't changed much. Uh, just really maybe got a little better at explaining myself or my thinking my state of mind a little better. As you do when you get older, you get a little wiser. Uh, but I'm still making in my heart, I'm still making yes music, even though I'm not with the group. I'm still creating yes music, you know? John Anderson. You can tell by listening to him, and, and I felt this in speaking with him, that he really, he really is a messenger and committed to that. Let's listen to some more music from John and from Yes, and get more of the message. This one's called Take a Little Time Out. This is from a solo album of John's called Earth Mother Earth. You're listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Our sense of being Take a little time out Take a little faith in How we dance Our sense of rhythm Take a little time out Take a little love in Expect Unexpected Expect Unexpected Now Take a little time out Take a little faith in Take a little time out, take a little faith in All in the forest of life All in the forest of love All in the forest of life of light Standing still the golden ones into the forest of love Love 
forest of life All in the forest of life All in the forest of love All in the forest of love
That one was called Each and Every Day. It's from uh, an album John Anderson did with Vangelis called Short Stories. Before that, we heard Soon, which is from the Yes Story album. And we started out with Take a Little Time Out from John's Earth Mother Earth CD. Now we're going to listen to the second part of my conversation with John. Do you hear music? Do you just hear it sometimes in your head or around you? <laughs> All the time. 
<clears throat> all the time. And sometimes it's very hard to go back to sleep if you're listening to something and you hear it and, uh, and you know, you wake up at four in the morning listening to some music and you kind of go back to sleep and then you can hear it better and then you can hear all the structure and then the choir come in. and Yeah, generally, it's a, it's a daily experience, but not all the time or I think I would go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you listen to nature. I, I live in a very beautiful, very beautiful part of Central California, and we have about 26 different kinds of birds. So we have birds singing all day long. So I can lie in the hammock and just listen to that for an hour. That'll just rearrange my thinking. I have this belief that human beings, we require bird song in order for our psyches and our spirits to be healthy. Yeah, I actually wrote a story called Tula. Tula was this bird that forgot forgot her song. She was playing in, in, the, in the trees, and the squirrels were throwing nuts at the birds because they were singing too loud. They were so excited, the birds, because it was a big storm. And the squirrels started throwing nuts at them, and one of one of the nuts hit Tula on, on the head, and she forgot her song, and the world stopped. Because I kind of think that all birds interact with each other with their song melodies and stuff as though... It's a constant melody uh, that keeps the world spinning. And that if any of the birds stop singing, the world will stop. And uh, it's a children's story, of course. But the idea was kind of cool that uh, Tula had to go to the Pleiades to get the new song cycle. And she came back and started a new song cycle, and the world was a better place. It's a great story. I was reading your story, The Singing Flame, also. Right. And I thought, of course, you're the boy in the story. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, I was writing, actually, the piece for uh, Michael J. Fox. I, you know, I really like his energy and everything, so I wrote it for him. Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. Cool. What are you seeing in the world that's inspiring you right now? Well, the main, the main thing about Earth Mother is that she is all-powerful, and she had the volcano eruption and stopped the whole of Europe. And it makes you think that at times Mother Earth is saying, you know, slow down, slow down. Yes. We have plenty of time to get where we're going. And when I look at the earth and the, and the cities that I'm able to travel to and the villages and around the world, there are you know, 95% and maybe more, 95% of the world is just getting on with life in a wonderful, wonderful way. And then you have 5% of real horrible terror, starvation, and terrible things. But 95% of the world just gets on with life, even though a third of them don't have much. But when you don't have much, you don't know. You're happy with what you have. You know, when I had nothing in my heart, I had everything. So there are times when money and, and, and possessions don't really matter. Your health matters more than anything. And when I think about the world as a whole, there are so many villages and towns and townships by the, by the lakes and by the oceans all over the world that are just having a wonderful, wonderful life, enjoying the world, enjoying the energy of the world. And of course, the media and our state of mind, we concentrate on, on the dark stuff. And in some ways, we want to get rid of the dark stuff, but we still haven't figured out how to replace it with a higher level of state of mind, 
state of consciousness. It's like the video games. You know, video games are very, very important. There's a lot of young kids out there playing the video games. And 95% of them, or 90% of them, are just blood and guts and horror. Eventually, we will use that adrenaline and see that adrenaline in a different way and use that adrenaline on video games so that people will be watching maybe with the virtual reality glasses. They'll be watching different worlds and still playing video games, but they will play these beautiful, amazing, highly evolved, intelligent, surreal, supernatural events that create adrenaline, the same as the horror of war creates adrenaline, but it will be a higher state of mind, a higher consciousness thinking. So as we slowly but slowly evolve and get these beautiful thoughts and energies coming through, enabling the children to play video games that are more exhilarating and exciting to play, you know, we just have to be patient and wait for these things to happen. But slowly but surely, the world is becoming a beautiful and more exciting place to live in. You're talking about a shift in not just awareness and consciousness, but in intention that we're sort of True. trying to evolve into. We're like, we're working on it. We're really working on it. We haven't made that, we haven't tipped the seesaw into that space yet, but we're, we're trying. Oh, it's, it's, it's slowly happening. Like everything, you know, the people, the beings that live in the fourth dimension, they're slowly moving into the fifth dimension, and we're slowly moving into the fourth dimension. It's been written many, many, many times by many people. Yeah. It's nothing new. It's we, just that we have to shift, shift that paradigm and shift that state of consciousness into the golden age. We could call it learning. Oh, yeah. And, you know, music and art and theater and dance and all sorts of uh, experiences that are very connected to us on so many levels are going to help evolve our state of mind. It's just an actual event. You know, when, when you see great movies like Avatar, you know, you think, oh man, if they, if, if they would have just done a better story, it would have been, it would have, well, it already touched millions and billions of people on, on such a level, which is a great level, but it also had the great message, you know, the Earth Mother is important, save the big trees, save the tribes. We're all indigenous people. We are all indigenous people. I keep seeing this. It's my mantra. And we should all reconnect and become part of the beautiful, evolving state of mind. But it takes a little time. But that's, that's the message. That's beautiful. We're working on it, right? We're all in this together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And every, every, every being, every, every, every person, every body out there in the big, big world has the same light, exactly the same pure light of the divine inside. And that's why we're here. We're here to learn that and to remember that and to remember the agreement we made uh, I was I was talking to some kids uh, just local in the high school here a few years ago, and I asked them, you know, there's about 60 of them, and I, I asked them, uh, okay, you kids, you know, you teenagers, why do we live? Deadly silence. You, know, like, you couldn't hear anybody say anything. They're kind of looking at them. Why do we live? Why do we live? And this one girl, she stood up and said, to find God? I said, exactly. 
That is the truth. That is the reason we live to find God, to find the divine. And it's within, you know. And it's not something that I'm that I wrote down. I just I'm just remembering it from things that I've read. From other people. Much wiser than me. And I just realized it is so true. And this is what we do when we minister to people, whether it's through your music or a radio show or any number of ways we all minister to each other is to keep making the connection between the divine in you and the divine in me, which are actually the same. Yeah, you got to keep the faith. I've just been writing a song about it. It's a lovely song. I will not surrender to the dark. Um, things. I will not surrender to anything other than the light and the faith and hold and remember that faith because the children need to hold your hand and know that you understand, you know. Yes. Wow. We're all of a tribe who are here now at the same time. We're here to do this work, and I, I just feel affirmed listening to you. I wish you well. I wish you well, John Anderson. Let's get into some more Yes Music. This one is uh, probably familiar to many of you. Mood for a Day from the album Fragile. This is Yes on Paradigms on WBKM.org. Thank you. 
Surely I could tell When I sleep tonight A dream will call And raise its head In majesty Dividing all my energy To the meeting of your love Where from whence it came Like a singer searching for a song I try to reach where you belong As I will be the song for you I will be your servant child No, oh no I cannot be deceived No, oh no There's something that I feel Something that I feel inside Surely I could tell If you ask me, Lord, to board the train My life, my love, would be the same Yes, I will be the one for you In the meeting of your love In the meeting of your Time that will help us get it together again. Mm-hmm. 
That one was called Don't Kill the Whale. It's a live performance from the Yes Shows album. Powerful message, as John's music tends to have, but also musically just pretty amazing. Every little thing before that from the Yes Story album. John was in a, another formation of musicians called Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe, and we heard The Meeting from their album and uh, started out with Mood for a Day from Fragile. Now we have a little treat. Tony Gallucci, who is one of the owners of WBKM, sat in on my interview with John because he's a huge John Anderson fan, and they had a little conversation, and here's some of that. Uh, John, good afternoon from Burlington. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, my name is Tony. I'm co-owner of WBKM. John, to to get a chance to say to you, um, I think I represent uh, all the folks that uh, that I've known in my life that uh, have loved your music, have loved Yes Music, and to just simply uh, give you the only gift I can possibly think of, John, which is just to thank you for uh, for being there at some of the best times and some of the worst times in, in my personal life. And your music has made a difference. Excellent, Tony. It kind of works both ways because there are times when I've really gone through desperate events and things in my life, but always there was always music, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I remember when you uh, when the band came to uh, to Essex uh, Junction, Vermont, back I guess now almost a good nine ten years ago, and uh, which was a wonderful thing. And I remember you 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 made this mention, uh, which makes me think of it when you say that 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 your music, that Yes Music, is like a thing we do together. And it's always impressed me. I've never forgotten that little statement of yours. It is truly a wonderful thing. True. I'll be up in Vermont next year with the youth orchestra there, I think. Oh, will you now? Oh, that would be a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah, I spoke to the people about two weeks ago. I just did a concert with the Cleveland uh, Contemporary Youth Orchestra. It was really wonderful. Yes. And... Uh, they want me to go up there, I think, March of next year. So we're talking. It would oh. be a wonderful thing to do. Oh, that would be wonderful. Well, we would love to be able to uh, to see you in person, to shake your hand and give you a hug and, and to thank you uh, personally. But uh, I, I think uh, you uh, you sense the, uh, for the gratitude, John, that we have uh, for this day and, yeah, and thank for all of your days, John, so much. We yeah, thank you, you so much. You know, back in, uh, uh, I guess it was uh, 1981, uh, you released Animation. And uh, I think, or 80, and, and the, the very week that that uh, came out, uh, I was driving in my car, having uh, just had the experience of my first son being born. And uh, that song, uh, literally, yeah. I, I literally, John, had to pull over to the side of the road. Uh, and, and I yeah. wept when you, when you talked of that passage, of that, that one, that glorious moment when you meet that person. Uh, I know. I, I've held it in my heart for years, John, and I, I'm so grateful Man. to be able to tell you that. Thank you. Same to me, you know, because when it happened, and I, I remember when I saw that look in her eyes, you know, I know I, I knew I was captured by an angel in disguise. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, what am I thinking about? This is amazing. <laughs> it truly is amazing. Uh, it's a wonderful experience. I wish uh, everyone can have that experience and cherish it as, as we uh, have as fathers. It's it's a wonderful thing. Excellent. Well, I wish you well, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. Hey, have a great day. Thank you again. All right. That was Tony talking with John Anderson. Now we're going to listen to some more music. John has a solo album called Desio, and we're starting out with the song Midnight Dancing.
That one's called Spirit of Survival from the Yes album Magnification. Beautiful. Before that, a very popular song from Yes, Long Distance Runaround. And we started out with something from John's solo album Desio, Midnight Dancing. Before we get into our final bit of music as our evening draws to a close, just wanted to remind you to check out the Paradigms website, paradigms.bz, where you can download all of our shows. They're all archived as podcasts, and this episode will be up there shortly, too. So you can listen to interviews and music whenever you like. I also want to remind you that if you have any ideas of projects or people, or you yourself have something you you feel would fit on Paradigms, send me an email, baruch, B-A-R-U-C-H, at M-C-N dot org. It is Solstice Eve tonight. The day and the night are roughly the same length right now, and soon the days will begin to shorten. This year is already zipping by so quickly, and there's so much happening that affects everyone on Earth. I hope that Paradigms gives you inspiration and also comfort, and also reminds you of your strength and your ability to respond to what's happening in the world. So have a blessed solstice. And I will see you next time on Paradigms. We're going to go out with a couple more songs from Yes. The first one is called Wondrous Stories. And the second one, well, you can tell the name easily enough. Have a great week. See you next time on Paradigms on WBKM.org.
Teacher, live by the gun. Heritage for son and daughter, down to the slaughter, up for the fun. Up for, up for, up for anything.
You've been listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Thank you.